Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship on this third Sunday of Advent. As we join together for worship, I do have a few announcements for you. Now, the first announcement is that next week, as we celebrate our fourth Sunday of Advent, we have a wonderful service that is coming together as our children have helped to film parts to put together a Christmas pageant. So we will have a virtual Christmas pageant during our service next Sunday at 10 o'clock, and I promise you it is coming together adorably, and you are not going to want to miss it. Also, we have a blue Christmas service coming up on the longest night on December 21st. Together with Arcade Church, Arcade United Church of Christ, we are putting together a blue Christmas service, so you will see information about that. That service will go live on the evening of December 21st. And now, as our hearts and minds are together, let us worship this morning and let us pray. God, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your power and your might as we join together virtually or some in person to worship you this morning. Help us to worship you. Let you be glorified in all that we do. Fill our hearts with your joy. Through Christ, our Lord, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made more. 
So here we are with our own Advent candles. If you have your own Advent candles, we invite you to join us at this time as we're going to light our candles. But before we light our candles, we need to discuss what we're doing. So how many candles are we lighting today on this third Sunday of Advent? Um, three. Three candles. Do you remember what the candles are? Well, um, hope. Yep. Peace. Yes. Yes, exactly. Good memory there. We are going to light our hope candle that we lit on the first Sunday of Advent, and then we will light our peace candle that we lit last week, and then lastly, we're going to light our joy candle. We need some joy in our lives lately, don't we? Mm -hmm. I think we could all use some joy, and so it's a good day to light our joy candle. But before we light our candle, let's think. What does it mean to have joy? What do you think about when you think of the word joy, Taylor? Um, I think about being with my friends and playing and playing with toys and... Yeah, playing with toys, being with friends, all those things spark joy within you. When you're playing with your friends, you feel joyful, don't you? Mm -hmm. When you're playing with your toys, it brings you joy. And so those things bring you joy. Do you know that there's other things that can bring you joy? Like God can help us have joy. 
So when we know that God loves us, that brings us joy. It brings us joy even when we might not be at our happiness, at our happiest. It brings us joy to know that God loves us and that God will never leave us. Even think, it brings us joy to know that we love each other, doesn't it? Yeah, when you have the love of family, that brings you joy as well. So there's a lot of ways that we can have joy in this life, in this time, and in this season of Advent. So kids and families and individuals, while we're sitting here, let's think about all the ways that we can be filled with joy this Advent, even if it's not the happiest of times because of the coronavirus, we can still think of all of the ways that we can be filled with joy. And so as we think about joy today, let's light our candles. Thank you. 
has no crying he makes i love thee lord jesus look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh be near me lord jesus i ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me i pray bless all the dear children Fit us for heaven to live with thee there. We have two readings this morning. Our first reading comes from the Gospel of John, the first chapter. We will read the first 18 verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to be children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has has made him known to us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our second reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We will read verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for gathering us together on this third Sunday of Advent in whatever way we can gather. As we are gathered together virtually online, as some of us might be here watching from the sanctuary, we thank you for all of the ways that we gather together. We also think of those who are unable to worship with us this morning, and we just ask that your Holy Spirit be with us all, all of us, all of the members of our community as our hearts and our minds are joined together this morning. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, asking that you bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Let's talk about joy this morning. Now, joy is a fleeting emotion. The Apostle Paul tells us in his letter to the Thessalonians that we should rejoice always. We should pray without ceasing. We should give thanks in all circumstances. For this, he tells us, is the will of God in Christ Jesus 
for all of us. And it's easy to understand these words, and yet sometimes these words are hard to practice. Think about our nursing homes. Right now we have nursing home residents who have not had in-person visitors for nine months at this point, and it's becoming hard for many of them to experience joy as families mourn deaths that 2020 has brought with it, and there is an emptiness in the hearts of many, that joy can be hard to find. This Advent is a time when joy is not in high abundance. I think we can all understand that. But in all honesty, that's exactly what the Apostle Paul was talking about. He was telling us that even in difficult times, or maybe especially in difficult times, we should be able to find joy, to rejoice in all times. Because there's going to be times when our joy is low, when maybe because of seasonal or situational depression or anxiety or grief, when all of that is overwhelming, it might be hard to find joy. But what the Apostle Paul tells us is that really, because of Christ Jesus, there's always a glimmer of joy that lives within us. Because of Christ Jesus, there's, there's always a glimmer of joy. It's just, it might only be a tiny bit at times, but there's always got to be a glimmer of joy that is somehow deep inside of us. Think about the time on Christmas Eve when, when we will light a Christ candle, when we will light our own candles on Christmas Eve. And when we light those candles, even if we do it from our own homes, as we light those candles and as we sing the song Silent Night, there will be at least a glimmer of joy that sparks in us. There's a glimmer of joy that we experience when, when we even just think and we dream about the day when we will join with all of our loved ones again uh, in the kingdom of heaven. There is a glimmer of joy when we dream about the day. I'm thinking right now about next Christmas Eve when we gather together and when this sanctuary is packed with people and we're able to be packed with people again because COVID hopefully will be mostly gone. And think about the day when we can join together again, not separated, but together and we can hug and we can embrace. When we think about that day, there's a glimmer of joy that is within us. There's a glimmer of joy that we experience when we remember that Christ came to forgive and to redeem us because God's love is so great that God refuses to give up on us. And because God refuses to give up on us, that is why even in our darkest hours, there is always at least a faint glimmer of joy. That joy that we have, friends, is because of God's love for us. And that joy that we have is because of God's love for us, and that love is evident to us in Christ Jesus. Now let's talk a little bit more about Jesus this morning. The Gospel of John starts off by telling us not how Jesus was born, like in Matthew and in Luke, not how he was born as the son of Mary, but about who Jesus is as the son of God. Jesus' divinity was evident in the creation of the world when all things were created through him, is what we learn in the Gospel of John. In this beautiful 
beautiful, poetic piece, John tells us that Jesus is the word of God, that Jesus was with God in the beginning, and that Jesus is God. Jesus was not just some man who lived and died, but instead he wants us to understand that Jesus is also God. Jesus starts his gospel by, under, by making sure that we understand the divinity of Jesus. Now just imagine with me for just a moment what it must have been like to be Mary. Imagine what it must have been like to be Mary, a young woman, not only to carry the Christ child in her womb, knowing that she was carrying the Son of God, but also to hold the Christ child in her arms, knowing that she was holding the one who had been present throughout all of creation. She wasn't just holding a child, but, but friends, she was holding divinity. Take a moment just to imagine what it must have been like for Mary. When Luke tells us that she pondered all the things that the angels told her and her mind as she held that precious Christ child, I can only imagine the awe that she felt knowing the power of God that was resting in her arms. But anyways, let's talk about the divinity of Jesus. When my kids ask me about Santa Claus, I always tell them that I don't know the truth about Santa. I only know as much as they do, but I do know the story of Saint Nicholas. I was actually telling them this story just the other night as we were curled up reading books in Walter's bed. Now, I, do you all know the story of St. Nicholas when he was a bishop during the time of Emperor Constantine? This is the story I always tell my kids. It's the story of St. Nicholas, the true story of St. Nicholas. Well, he, St. Nicholas was a bishop. He was a priest turned bishop. He was a bishop during the time of Emperor Constantine. And St. Nicholas, along with hundreds, there was a total of 300 of them, bishops were invited to a place called Nicaea to debate the Holy Trinity. Now, St. Nicholas, like the author of the Gospel of John, believed that Jesus was fully divine and fully human, and that together the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit were all God. But there was another bishop named Arius who disagreed with Nicholas, and Arius believed that Jesus was lower than God, that Jesus the Son was lower in his divinity level than God the Father, that Jesus was more human and less divine. And the two men argued because St. Nicholas passionately agreed with the beginning of the Gospel of John. St. Nicholas passionately uh, believed that Jesus was fully human and fully divine. And so the two men argued, and Arius, I think he was really pushing back on Nicholas to the point where Nicholas finally lost his temper. And what Nicholas did was he slapped Arius across the face. One bishop slapped another bishop across the face. Now in our house, we have a no-hitting rule. This means that there is no hitting allowed in our house. If a kid hits another kid, then they go to immediate time out. And after that usually long immediate time out, they then have to endure what I think Walter likes even less than the time out, which is a nice long lecture from mom about 
why we don't hit each other. And so as I'm telling this story to my kids, my kids understand that hitting is really bad. So they can only imagine that when St. Nicholas slapped Arius across the face, that that had to be bad. And my kids were right, because not only did St. Nicholas slap Arius across the face, he also did so in the presence of an emperor, and he was a bishop. So there was a whole bunch of of wrong in that whole situation. But St. Nicholas, he had become so angry with with Arius that he actually lost his temper, and and it happens. And so what happened to St. Nicholas is basically he got put in pastor jail. That's how I tell the story. He got put in pastor jail where he was stripped of his vestments and, and everything was taken away from him. But while he was sitting there in pastor jail, he actually had this vision that Mary came to him and that Mary handed him the gospels and told him that he would one day be bishop again. And as it turns out, the other bishops who were not in prison jail, like St. Nicholas, were all discussing even more after Nicholas went to his his little prison cell, and they continued to discuss in what was called the Council of Nicaea, and they actually agreed with Nicholas that Jesus is more than just a human and that he's not any less than God, but that Jesus is fully human and fully divine and that our God is actually a triune God made up of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and that all three are equally and inextricably God. Now, I tell my kids that that I don't know the details about Santa because None of us do, but I do know the stories of St. Nicholas who loved Jesus so much and believed so passionately about the divinity of Jesus that he actually lost control. I also tell my kids the story about St. Nicholas putting money in the socks on the fireplace. I'm sure you've heard that story as well, but I'm not going to tell you guys that story at this moment. And I'll tell you that it's fun as my kids and I sit there or lie there and and talk and dream as they imagine how St. Nicholas must have become Santa Claus. But that's not the important thing that we need to talk about right now. The important thing that we need to know is that as we journey through Advent, is that Jesus, who God sent into this world, was not just some zealous man who got himself hung on a cross, but he is also fully divine. And that fully divine Jesus, whose birth we celebrate on Christmas, came to share God's love with all of the world because God refuses to give up on us. He came to free us from the powers of evil and from the the sting of death. He came to sustain us through the end of time so that we know that we are never alone. And in that knowledge of Jesus coming into this world and entering into this world, this world that that he was a part of the creation of, this world that we live in, knowing how Jesus came into this world as a humble child, when we think about that, and when we think about how much God must love us to make that happen, I think we can feel that glimmer of joy start to sparkle within us at least a little bit. Can we not? Even if our hearts are heavy, we can always find joy in Jesus. Because when we grieve, 
Jesus gives us hope. And when we are lonely, the Spirit gives us comfort. And in the good news, friends, we know that there is always room for joy. So maybe the Apostle Paul was on to something. Maybe we should rejoice always. Because no matter how bad this year has been, there's always a glimmer of joy because of God's love for us. Now let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy God, you are holy. You, our triune God, are holy and loving and all-encompassing. And Lord, we just turn to you in awe of you on this third Sunday of Advent. We are in awe of you, and we hope that all of us can somehow, someway, experience at least a glimmer of joy, and that that joy we know comes straight from you. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us, Lord, and bring that joy to life. We also ask that those who are unable to watch or to worship with us, that, Lord, you help them to experience joy. Those who are lonely, let them feel your presence and feel your joy on this day and every day. And we pray this prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
now is the time for our offering. We are so thankful for all who have continued to give during this time of COVID. We ask that you do send in your check. If you do, please write your envelope number with it. And also, if you can give online, we thank you to everyone who has continued to do that. If you are in any need, please know we have our food pantry every Monday from 11 to 1. Also, we have uh, other ways that we can help you. So if you are in need during this season as Christmas approaches, please do not hesitate to reach out. And now, let us give our offering. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Go tell 
it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born That Jesus Christ is born Now friends, go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with the joy of Christ in your heart. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all. Oh